Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. My name is Dan. And my name is Jamie. And you see already, uh, Jamie comes back and it's all going to shit in the first like 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> that was so weird to be that way. I don't think you've done it where, you ha- where you've been on but not introing it. Um, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I'd have remembered how to. <laughs> so yeah, so we're off to a great start. <laughs> but yeah, so we are back to do our season review. So this will be your last pod for a little while. Um, we might do something in the summer, but I think we've, you know, there's a, there's only so much point in doing it unless we do something that has nothing to do with football. Uh, <laughs> you were, you were going to say a break, but then you looked at Jamie and thought, well, it's yeah, not yeah. strictly true for all three of us. <laughs> how, much, <laughs> how much of a break do you need? <laughs> um, but yeah, unless we do something com- completely like non-football related, we, we won't have another pod for a little while. Um, so yeah, so we're going to do some a little bit of just sort of a playoff review. Um, we're going to go over our sort of awards. We're going to look back at our uh, pre-season predictions. And then we're going to cover uh, some of the questions that you've sent in on Twitter that we haven't already covered um, in those sections. Um, so to start off with, we are just going to do a little bit on the the playoffs. So obviously, uh, everyone sort of said it, but congratulations to Dan and to Luton, who are now in the Premier League. They beat Coventry in the playoff final, so... Uh, Luton are up along with Sheffield United and Burnley. Um, I will say for the benefit of the listeners, this, I'm not putting this out on the uh, video. Uh, Jamie is pulling all sorts of faces. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> this is going to kill me. Um, so in terms of the playoffs, that means Coventry, obviously uh, Middlesbrough and Sunderland are staying in the division. Um, at the other end, obviously, as a reminder, Reading... Blackpool and Wigan got relegated um, and coming up from League One, we've got Plymouth, Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday, uh, who obviously beat Barnsley in the playoff final. Sorry, Rob Pick. Uh, we, let, let's not get into the, the VAR of it all with that one and just choose to focus on um, Josh Windass scoring the winner. And David Craig on the pitch afterwards, deciding to ask him a bunch of questions about his dad. Um, <laughs> so let's start off with the championship playoff final. So um, obviously, uh, I've said to Dan, we're not going to go too long on this, but uh, it's only right to give Dan the floor to talk a little bit about uh, obviously Luton being in the Premier League. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, yeah, it is. No, in all seriousness, uh, we've we done a preview pod with the predictions. Um, I got it right. I said it would be Loot and Coventry. Uh, I think the Loot and game in the, in the semi-final went pretty much as to be expected. Eventually, Luton's um, power and strength and Sunderland's injuries at the back, they just really couldn't cope with us, especially second leg. Um, and the Coventry Middlesbrough game um, was pretty even both games, but I think um, Robin's 
experience and ability to change his team. Um, went to five-man midfield, uh, dropped Gordon and played Allen, worked and Hamer and, and Victor caused Middlesbrough problems. Um, so it was Lewin versus Coventry. Uh, great game. I, th- I thought it was, I don't know how you thought, I thought it was a, a better than expected playoff final. I thought it would be a bit more cagey, but it was pretty end-to-end at, at parts, especially towards the end of the second half. But in the first half, it was all Lewin. Seriously, it, it felt like it could have been 2 or 3-0 up. Um, he had two goals disallowed, right, rightfully disallowed. Um, Adebayo missed the sitter. We scored from a good counter-attack where Adebayo done, well, I thought I think he nearly finished McFadden's career. He'd done him three times. Um, and then great first touch by Clark and then finish. Um, we just couldn't get the second goal and commentary were never going to be as bad second half. Um, and then second half, they did make the change. They played Gordon, uh, brought him on and... Um, Hamer started to get involved in the game um, and he obviously got the second goal. It was pretty similar to the Luton's goal where Victor pulled out wide and cut it back for Hamer to score. And then it felt like it was pretty even uh, through extra time until the end of the second half when um, Luton scored their third disallowed goal, which I thought it was offside at the time. But you're just like, please, I'm begging it didn't hit his hand. But uh, yeah, it was quite uh, a shame, really, because that Taylor, we signed him in January just sort of as a development player because we got rid of Cornick and he's hardly played for Luton. And then he gets that massive chance, looks like he's got the winner and then gets ruled out. Um, And then going to penalties, just just a coin toss. Um, was it 10 penalties in a row scored and then Dabo unfortunately, uh, it might be 11, 11 actually, 11 and then and then uh, Dabo missed and then just absolute ridiculous scenes, to be honest I don't, I don't know what you guys thought about the playoffs yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it, let's be honest Well, I mean, we joked about um, Coventry realising after 40 minutes that the game had started um yeah. They were that bad before it. Um, you know, we've talked about... Luton were that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luton were Luton were decent. The problem was Luton were, were, were decent. Like, it wasn't the best you played by any means. And you, oh, no, you, no. And you like, were just, just completely overrunning them because they just, like... It's like every time they got the ball, they just sort of kicked it away. Like, it was, they didn't have... They yeah. didn't look like they had a plan. Like you were trying to work out what their plan was, and it was just like, I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, but their their apparent plan of hope Victor and Harmer make something happen worked in the second half. Well, so, yeah. You know. Um, and yeah, I have to say for um, Taylor, I'm amazed he ran off celebrating that goal. He's basically he's palmed the ball down, <laughs> like you I know. know you, I think... like, did, did he forget VAR was there or something? Because like he's just not the. No, ball they down. they. Uh, sad. I've heard an interview and he said, "I knew it hit my hands, but I was like, just in case, I'm going to celebrate just <laughs> just for the moment, just in case." Um. Yeah, rough few days for yeah. Fankati Darbo. Misses the deciding penalty and then gets released. Sorry, brutal that is. That is absolutely brutal. 
I could tell though, you know, when you, the war cups, yeah, and I, he didn't look confident. And, I gave um, up. I gave up trying to predict them because I was convinced Eccles was going to miss when he walked up. He he didn't wow. he didn't look convinced at all. And then he took this great pen, and I was like, right, I'm I'm giving up reading the body language. <laughs> Mine was Nakamba because I don't think he's ever scored a goal. Or he, I don't think he's, he hasn't scored for us, and he hasn't scored for Villa. I, um, I said to, I was watching the penalty shout with my brother, and I said, I'm not sure I've ever seen Nakamba have a shot. So uh, this, I'm not this sure he's ever got in the penalty everyone. area. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous, but yeah, obviously it's great for Luton. Um, we'll see how we do in the Premier League. We're we're predicted to come twentieth, so we'll see what happens. Was was it two hundred to one to get the lowest points? So two hundred one to get, get on that if you think ever, that's yeah. it. That's when yeah. it's the most fun, though, Dan, because we had that when we went up in a race. You know, yeah. Paddy Power paid out on us game argued after the first game at Bolton. And being the underdogs, it's fun. It's just when like yeah. you go past that, and then your fans start to expect more, then it gets boring. But I think you, you'll enjoy it. If that first season will be class. The home games will be oh, yeah. unreal down there, especially especially at the Kenny. It's going to be some atmosphere, and we're, we're going to get hammered a few times, right? That's especially away, but at home, I think if we've got any chance of staying up, it's going to be our home form. Could I know it's been a joke about the stadium, but they're not, they're really not going to like that atmosphere. You, well, you've both been there. It, it's yeah. it's not a it's not a nice place to go, especially when and it wasn't even that hostile when we watched. You've been there, Jamie. That Sunderland game and Watford game is it's not a nice place. But yeah, we'll see. We might be down in the year, but hopefully not. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's that. Um, like I said, we won't, <laughs> for the sake of Rob Pick, we won't cover the Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday game too much. Just to say Sheffield Wednesday are up, and we're very happy for Barry Badlin. Um, so, uh, so that's the main thing with that. Um, what about yeah. the relegated sides? Oh yeah, of course. Didn't even think about that. So we've got Southampton, <laughs> Leeds, and Leicester coming into the league. Um, Everton, I, I know, I know. Jamie has some strong feelings oh. about Everton's pitch invasion. <laughs> do, you, do you just want to cover oh, that no... now? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get. It. I know when um, when Wigan, no, we're sorry, Huddersfield, not Wigan, Huddersfield. They beat Sheffield United one second to last game to stay up, and it was on Sky, and they cut off quite quick. But there was a few who went on the pitch, and I'm thinking, why? You have literally been shit all season. <laughs> You're celebrating being shit. I, I get, you know, you're staying in the league, especially for Everton, you're staying in the Premier League rather yeah. than the Championship, but you can't invade the pitch. And then I was watching a little bit of it and then it got quite boring really quickly for them because they realised, then we went on, everyone else wasn't joining them and they were like idiots on the pitch, so they started filtering off. Yeah, like nothing against Everton fans or Everton as a club, I just think, what are you doing? I wouldn't dare. Have you, have you seen the odds of them? I'm all over them. They're four to one to get relegated. All over that. Not bad. Um, so yeah, so we've got Southampton, who'd obviously been relegated for a, for a few games, um, joined by Leeds and Leicester. 
Um, Leeds, it could be all changed. Um, a couple of their players are not staying. Um, takeover looks imminent. So it, it could be all changed for them. Um, talks about whether Sam Allardyce is going to stay on are happening, I think, this week. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it could, that, that will be a big uh, sort of difference maker because um, you can imagine it'll be completely different at that point. Um, and Leicester, Leicester could be anything when you think about how many of those players could leave. You know, if any of them are still there, the likes of well, I'm, I'm going to write off Madison. Madison won't be there. But if they ma- if they manage to keep even one of like Barnes or Iheanacho, having someone like that in the championship. Oh, we saw Harvey Barnes when he was on loan at um, West Brom for half a season, didn't yeah. we? How good he was. Yeah. So and he's got even better now. I think Leicester will be strong because even you know they will lose players. But the depth for the championship, and then the money that they yeah, the will money keep they from them sales, if they spend it good, like Burnley did, for example, you know they've got to be up there. Surely they've got to be. What's your What's your opinions on um, Southampton? Because obviously it looks nailed on Martin's going in. I'm I'm not Martin's biggest fan. I think he's massively overrated, but. I, I don't think they're going to lose a, a massive amount of players. And when you go through their squads, even though they've, they've not been great in the Premier League, we were discussing this just before we went went live, but they're still going to have like Armstrong, um, Shea Adams, um, Bree, who barely played when they went, was probably the best right back in, in the championship at the time. Uh, Livram Menno might be there. Um, Lavia might be there. Like, I know Arebo, Angus, you're massive on Arebo, aren't yeah. you? So. Super Joe Arebo. Europa League finalist Joe Arebo to you. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, could, they could have Nathan Keller still. Like players like this, we're small they're, they're going to be near the. Isn't yeah, small boat. No, is he? I, I don't yeah, know. I, think, I, 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 think, I wouldn't I know that. Contract. I know his interviews, though, he was talking about like. Looking forward to getting back to Southampton, so something out or something like that, yeah. Um he's just happy to get away from Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm no expert on the Premier League teams. I've come down, I could probably count on two hands the amount of games, Premier League games I watched last season. But from my small knowledge on it, they've got quite a young squad as well, haven't they? Yeah. They recruited like in young players. So, if I had to put money on a team to go up now, which I wouldn't do, like I've seen people do on Twitter today, doing the 1-24 to of the Championship, why? Um, I think I'd have Southampton to win it. Yeah, I think the thing is with them, they it was a slightly weird thing how young they went with a lot of their recruitment, but it possibly sets them up well for next season now. Obviously, they didn't want to get relegated. But even some of these guys that we don't that we haven't seen much of, like um, Larios and Adozi that they brought in from Man City and players like that who are highly rated young players, <coughs> they'll suddenly get like you know a lot more game time. And if given that they were at City and they paid decent money for them, you'd think they're good. They'd be good. You know that they're the sort of players. I mean, if they keep um, Alcaraz as well, who they only bought like this season, yeah. he looks a real player. 
they could they could do some real damage i think um position is he number 10 or either center mid or a 10 um, yeah because he's he he's scored quite a few goals hasn't he yeah. um they were playing him or in a more attack role, but i think he can play either so um so that'll be interesting but yeah i mean those teams could look completely different by uh sort of august so uh so we won't get too far into sort of predicting them or or anything because you know it's the end of may <laughs> you know what's going to happen like it was last year with watford when it comes to game week 1 and gaffey and we're like okay watford have still got dennis they still got Joe pedro they still got saw we expect them to leave any minute now but we're going to pick them in our game week 1 team anyway while we're there or you sort of don't pick them because they're going to leave and then you watch them return and you're just like Shit. Yeah. <laughs> How could I not have a player of that ability in my team? Yeah, it'll be an interesting because when they go down, you know, teams have got to pay the money that's like Southampton or Leicester want Leeds want yeah. for the players, aren't they? As well, it's not as easy as saying, Oh, they've been relegated, they're gonna lose all the players. Some clubs have still got a fork out, and I know with Madison, you know, it's enormous he'll go. guaranteed he'll probably be gone by the end of June. Yeah, probably. You'd have, you'd have signed somewhere for July the first, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so um, so that's sort of a a brief look ahead. Obviously, we won't do too much of that, um, because we'll be able to do that ahead of the new season when no doubt these teams look completely different and everything we've said here about them already looks stupid. So uh, yeah. look forward to that. Um, but <laughs> so so we'll move on to our awards for the season. Um, so obviously we we're following a similar format to last year. I say similar; it's the same, given that I copied and pasted the awards that we gave out last season. <laughs> um, so we've got two sections. We've got sort of gaffer. We've got championship awards and gaffer awards. Um, so we're going to start with the championship awards for no particular reason other than I listed them first. Uh, <laughs> So first thing we've got, we'll jump right in with something that everyone reacts completely calmly to when you do it, um, which is team of the season. Uh, just, I've realised I fucked up on my notes. I don't know why I'm this stupid, but I really says who I thought was the best team of the season is in club. <laughs> um. So when you say I'll, yeah. I'll kind of wing it as I go along. Yeah, uh, that that's we're off to a good start. <laughs> I'll come back, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! Um, so I went to clearly on my notes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, position by position, players down. That probably wouldn't be yeah. a bad team for the season. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So, Dan, do you want to kick us off? We'll start off with, we'll go sort of position group by position group. Um, yeah. Do you want to start off with the goalkeeper? So, I'll be, yeah, um, so I, I will be having a 3-5-2. Um, and my goalie was probably between two, um, between Johansson or Wilson. Uh, but I went for Johansson. I think he he was probably one of the main reasons why Rotherham stayed in the division. And um, I can think of so many games where he's made like four, five, six. What was that game week he done? 
Oh, was yeah, it nine, man. ten saves? Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, he's one of the few goalies where I think he has actually won points for yeah. for a team throughout the season. So, like I said, it, it was pretty easy with me. You're handsome from Rotherham. I know you're a big fan of your handsome, Jane. Yeah, um, obviously I haven't got a team written down, but just I'll be doing it on the fly. <laughs> yeah, Anson will be for me. A big fan. I wanted to Stoke sign him because he was going to be out of contract. Yeah. And then he signed that contract, didn't he, in January? Yeah. Where it's fair play to him. Um, but yeah, like you say, he's basically kept them in the championship because I thought they were dead and buried. And then him signing the contract basically meant he'd have got a fee for Rotherham, where now he's still going to be a championship goalkeeper. Don't know if anyone will sign him now, but I've been at Luton. I have him at Luton. Yeah. Um yeah, class. Class. Especially as a gaffer asset as well. I loved him. Yeah, I went Johansson. Um, like you say, Dan, I think, you know, credit to Ben Wilson. I think he had a great season, but um I, I think Johansson was the was the best keeper in the division. Um, like you say, I think he's one of the few that you can say, aside from Ben Wilson's goal that literally got commentary a point. Yeah. Um, I think Johansson, you can say, probably got his team the most points um, as a goalkeeper. Um, I've got a 4-2-3-1. So do you want to do your back five and then I'll do my back four so we cover off the defenders there? Yeah, or did you want to do like right back or, or something like um, yeah, I've got right back. You've got right wing back. Let's go with that. Yeah, I, I, I found right back or right wing back like really hard. Normally in previous season, it's been well not hard, but a lot of comp- competition. But this year, I think it was really only but one option, um, and it's Roberts from Burnley. Yeah. Um, I think he had a, a slow start and. At times, uh, he was sort of playing a back three and they were letting Madsen bomb on. But yeah. gradually throughout the season, he got more and more forward. And, yeah, I think Roberts is is the obvious choice. Uh, when you look through some of the other teams, Bogle and Bulldog shared minutes. Uh, Luton sold Bree for Dr- and Drame came in. Um, Smith isn't the, one of the best right backs for Barra. Um, yeah, I just think Robert's obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was easy. Um, uh, as you said, you sort of covered it there. Um, I don't think Jamie's going to sort of object to Connor Roberts in there either. I'll never object to the king. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, so centre backs. So I went for Ahmed Hodvich. Um, Lockyer and Bayer. I know you're going to have a bit of discussion about Bayer Angus because of the games played, but uh, Ahmed Hodzvich, I think, uh, was only the only transfer fee Sheffield United played on a player, and it wasn't for very much, but just his ability to overlap, um, get, get, get in key advanced positions, uh, dangerous from set pieces. Um, yeah, I think he, he'll do well in the, in the Premier League as well. Lockyer, just outstanding. Like, um, just head it, kick it, especially in, in the centre of a back three if he's flanked by two pacey um, 
right side and left side centre back. Yeah, Lockie has been great. Um, and Bayer, I think it was between him and Harwood Bellis. Um, and for me, I, I, for some reason, when I initially done it, I thought Harwood Bellis missed a lot of more of the season than Bayer, but that wasn't true. But I think Bayer's just his ability on the ball and um, they've already confirmed that signing. It was only a loan deal, but yeah, those were my three centre-backs. Um, yeah, so obviously I, with going back four, I've only got two of them and we only have one the same, uh, which is oh, really? Amatovic. Amatovic, yeah. Um, you know, if, how are you, if, how if, you have not picked Lockyer? If one person was going to put Amatovic in the team of the season, it was me. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so in terms of the other one, I there were three that were very close for me which were Lockyer, Bayer, and Harwood Bellis. And I actually went Harwood Bellis. Um, I do think that Lockyer was very good, but um, Harwood Bellis playing, I think it was three more games than Bayer, just got the edge for me. Um, I I think all of those, like I, I don't sort of disagree with you. I've just sort of gone yeah, yeah, a slight edge to Harwood Bellis. I think you're probably overthinking it if it's not sort of those guys. Um or you're trying to be different. Um, I don't think there's too many other candidates there. Um, but I just went with Harwood Bellis. Um, I think particularly... Is Jamie thinking of someone uh, No, that's what I've just been doing. Exactly what yeah. Angus has just said. You know, as you're going through that, I'm thinking, I don't want to say the same. So I'm like, <laughs> think, I'm going through all the teams in my head down the league. And I'm like, I can't think of it. I'd probably gone Harwood Bellis. I'm a big fan of his as well. But that surprised me actually, because I haven't looked at any of the stats. I was under the impression, you know, he had that injury. Was he February, March time? Yeah, he was out for two months, yeah. I think, wasn't he? Yeah, so that, so then I was thinking, yeah, it's got to be Bayer. But then when you said that, yeah, I won't disagree with you. But yeah, so I think I think all of those, I think, you know, the, the, the next ones you're talking about, like probably, I don't know, I think Lenahan had a good season for Borough, actually, is one of the only ones that could actually defend Fine. at the back. Um, you had a slow start, didn't you, yeah, and I think, But I think Doyle at Coventry was the other one that I was thinking of. But again... Hine? Blackburn? I thought yeah, about that. possibly. Um, I, I, don't, yeah. I, I can't be giving credit to Blackburn. Uh, <laughs> but I think, like I said, I didn't, like, it wasn't that I completely wrote the others off, like, but I just sort of thought almost there's no point because there's these obvious candidates. Why do I have to think of more players? Yeah. Um, now left back, um, it's I think there's there's three genuine options in there, um, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to uh, we're going to disagree. But uh, who have you picked? Uh, I went for Giles. Um, We've agreed. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, we have agreed. Yeah. Uh, I think. For me, it was between Giles and Manning, um, but just Giles. Had, I think Giles is just stood out more. I don't. It's like Manning sort of crept up with a ridiculous amount of stats towards the end, but um, Giles got eleven assists. Um, he was getting two key passes a game. Like whenever I watched him, and I know this this isn't really fair because Burrow was on way more than than Swansea but um, 
whenever I watch Giles, like three or four times a game, he's putting in crosses that you're like, yeah, that's that's a seriously good ball. Uh, obviously, going back to Wolves, but he, I think it's about time Wolves gave him a chance or or let him go out permanently. Um, but yeah, Giles edged it for me. But I think it's similar to centre backs. So I, I think there's two or three where. I don't think there's much between them, and I don't think like it's a terrible decision if you pick them. No, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously the other one there is Ian Matson. Um, yeah, and you know it's one of those things just in that position where there's three of them that have been excellent this season. Um, I went with Giles. Yeah. I just thought um, I was so impressed with him. Um, you know, obviously. Not the best defensively, although I think, you know, I was impressed by how much he was clearly trying to, like, defend. Like, it, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount you can achieve just through effort. And it looked like he was at least trying to do, to do his defensive bit. You know, there were times where he switched off in key moments and or lost track of a man. But um, what he offered them going forward, I thought, was so good. Um, you know, I went back and forth on the left back position, actually probably the one I went most like sort of back and forth on um so yeah I've ended up on Giles as well um Jamie's not going to make it a clean sweep are you mm, well I I wasn't considering Manning um I know you just mentioned stats I've looked at no stats so I'm just going off based on what I've watched this season in person and on tv and when you first got to left back my first thought was Matson. But Giles, for me, because I think we played them at the beginning of the season at home and we beat them when they were under um, Wilder. And he was honestly so good. He was so, so good uh, just watching him live. And his deliveries are unbelievable. So, yeah, it's Giles for me just over Matson. I still remember the I West Brom game right at the start where Duncan Watmore cost him multiple assists. Oh. <laughs> not that I'm bitter I think, I think it's, what, it's worth um, mentioning I know we've mentioned it a couple of times that Ryan Manning is out of contract and he's. it looks like he's not signing from Swansea so I'm guessing he'll have a number of options not just from the championship but I'm guessing either teams like Burnley and Sheffield United maybe even Luton would want him so I, he, he's not going to have short he's not going to be short of options I don't think I think he'd get over Doherty, wouldn't he, at Luton? And I'd probably back him so. getting over um, Lowe at Sheffield United as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just for Luton, it's it's not like a major like need. Like left we've got Doherty, like obviously I think we can do better than him, but when you're looking at some of the other positions, I think we need more pos- But a free transfer position. though. Yeah, but he, it's his not going massive. Still... I can't imagine his wage demands are going to be massive. But then again, I'm, I'm not turning him down. Let's put it that <laughs> way. If he if he holds the shirt up for the start of the season, yeah, and obviously he's being linked with Southampton with Martin going to Southampton. That, w- that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, so midfield, um, what have you got for us there, Dan? So I've, I've sort of gone two sitters. Um, so I'll go through those because yeah. my other three are sort of three strikers. Um, I've gone 
Cullen, yeah, for Bernie, he, he's such an underrated. I can't believe he weren't in team of the season. Like he just keeps the ball ticking over. Um, he's just unfashionable, but I think they signed him for what, three, four million, and I think he's probably been their key player that goes massively under the radar. And I, if you talk to Bernie fans, they'll say it's Cullen's been their best player of the year. Um, and the other one is Hamer. Like especially the last two months, he's been absolutely brilliant. We've we've mentioned numerous times about his um, disciplinary records, but he did get two red cards this season. But after that, he went he went ages without getting booked, and um, yeah. they moved him more, further forward, which then allowed him to um, just get more goals and assists. So yeah, those are my two sentiments. Yeah, I mean, as I said about like Ahmed Hodzic, uh, Gustavo Harmer was obviously getting in my team of the year. Um, you know, as you say, he discovered that you don't have to get booked every game and it completely changed things for him. Um, and Cullen is the other one for me. Like you say, just think so obvious. He was so good in there. Um, there were times throughout the season where they lost other players, you know, Brownhill went down for a bit. I think Cork was out at one point. Westwood, they obviously sent off to MLS. Like the defence kept turning over, and Cullen was that constant steadying presence in the middle. Um, I just thought he was so good. Um, and like I know there were high high hopes for him when he was sort of younger when he was coming through at West Ham, um, and it didn't quite pan out for him there. Um, but you know, he was good at trolling. Yeah, but I think it would be good for him to get a obviously now get a chance at the Premier League, a proper chance at the Premier League. Um don't know if Jamie wants to add anyone else in midfield. No, I was trying to think of some more that I could just even add to the conversation, but it Norwood think... was good until the last two months and then his legs seemed to go, but um he was good. I'm not as big as fan, you know, and I know a lot of people do rate him. Like as a championship yeah. midfield, and I get it, I do get it. But like, and I'm normally a big fan of that kind of like um, quarterback role, as would call yeah. it. You know, collecting that ball and just dictating place. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because he's not so easy on the eye as some players. Um, massive fan of Cullen. Um, hey mate, he's had a remarkable season. So I was trying to argue a way of like getting like. Josh Brown on there because I don't want him as a tacky midfielder in my team. Because um, he's obviously had a good season, but no, I agree with him and Cullen. Um, I'm also just going to throw in as sort of one if I think if Dan Barlasser had actually played the second half of the season, I think he would have had a good shout at this. I forgot about him, you know, because he went. Boy. What about uh, Fleming from Millwall? I know he's not on that level, but he'd yeah, done very advanced. well for the first two season. Advanced. Yeah, no, I've got him here. Candidate for the number ten role. Um, so yeah, so uh, that that's why he didn't get in for me. Um, so we're into the attackers. Obviously, this is where the system difference comes into it. Um, so some of them don't even fit the system, probably. <laughs> so, Dad, if you want to name your attackers first, and then uh, and then we'll get into mine. So I I picked Akpom. Playing behind, uh, yeah, playing behind uh, Jokeres and Morris. Um, I think it was it's been obvious. Um, obviously, I've missed out a couple of players, but Akpon 
I don't know what happened to him, but he's just had this ridiculous career. Uh, well, this ridiculous season, especially since uh, Carrick came in, where he's got 30 goals, uh, well, 30 goals and assists combined. Um, it was very important for, for Middlesbrough. Um, he sort of took like a, a leadership role. Um, and then Jokerez, for me, will get onto the player of the year bit. He was player of the year for me. Um, and the best striker in the league by miles. And and Morris, 27 goals and assists. Um, pretty obvious. So that's the front three. Yeah, so obviously I went with a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Um, and of the forwards you've named, uh, unfortunately, given that it's been very clear how much I, I like him all season, Morris is the one that's missed out for me. Uh, particularly going with the yeah. one up front, I couldn't put him in over Victor. Um, oh, no, that's fair. So I've gone uh, Diallo and Teller as the wingers, Akpom as a 10 behind Jokerez. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like I said, I, I like Teller, but he didn't fit my format yeah. formation for me. Uh, I, I like NDI, and if yeah. it was, I think he was actually player of the year up until the World Cup. But yeah. I think he, he dropped off massively towards the end. And Jamie? I think he was mostly playing as a striker, even if it was in a front two or yeah. like more as a as a central player. So I didn't think I could sort of shoehorn him as, in as a winger because this season he really was playing much more centrally. So um, that's why um, he didn't get in for me. But he, you know, him and Morris were the, the hardest ones to leave out for me. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'll mention Jack Clark as well. Um, I know I've been quite critical of Clark this season, but he's obviously had a great season. He's got good numbers. Yeah. Jamie's on, thinking Jamie. away. Oh. <laughs> you know, you mentioned names, are you missing out? You've got to have Akpom and Gokras. So that, that would be yeah, my 10 and 9. So that leaves me with two positions to go for another striker. I'm thinking of Wideman. At first, I didn't think of NDI, but you do raise a good point, Dan. He did drop off right from his standards pre-World Cup. I really like Fleming. I really do like Fleming, so I'm struggling not to put him in. But then that gives me one more, but then I want Morris. So I'm going to go for a really unbalanced team. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> There's no rules. I didn't even write a team down. I'm having <laughs> Morris and Fleming. In. I'm playing two oldie midfielders, two floaters, and then two up top. Very narrow. We'll yeah, go. I mean, you know, four two 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 is a formation that's been used by teams. So yeah, yeah, very <laughs> narrow. I've trusted in. Uh, well, I've got Ryan Giles at left back, so they're willing to do there defensively. But Roberts improved defensively this year yeah. playing. That more centrally right back role. Yeah, so that's my team. So what was that? Fleming and Morris. Fleming and Morris going in. Yeah, I yeah. can't leave them out. Right. So uh, given that uh, because we're still cheap, uh, the call is going to end <laughs> shortly. Uh, we will take a quick break and uh, and be back with you guys uh, shortly. Break, um, which. By the magic of editing, you won't even realise there was a break. Um, so the next 
thing we've got is player of the season. Uh, so Dan, I know you've already sort of said who yours is, but um, yes, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, it had to be Jokeres for me. I, I've got to see him three times, and he stood out every time I've seen him. Um, I've mentioned numerous times he's the best striker in the league. Can play out fun on his own. Can play in a two. Can hold the ball up. Run the channels. Can run the length of the pitch with the ball. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to be in the Premier League, and he, he's going to have a bidding war for him. I think. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you sort of watch someone in the Championship, and you're like, yeah, that's a Premier League player playing in the Championship, and he's one of those. Um, just that the, the yeah, like, say the intelligence not only his goal scoring and what you can, but the intelligence of his movement and the way he uses sort of the you know the running, the channels, the sometimes he runs at someone sometimes he sort of holds off them a little bit and you know uh brings others into play and you know the number of times where he's sort of running the channel or in an area and he picks out the right pass as well is is sort of you know it's it's really really good and yeah i uh it's it's not to say someone like akpom had a bad season but to me it was it was quite an easy call to make him player of the season really clean sweep Clean sweet. Can't argue with anything. Like, <laughs> like you say, when you watch him, you're like, what a player. Like, where, like, I won't take nothing away from Akpon what he's done this year, but every time I watched him, I wasn't like, oh, he's a player. You know, he scored some good goals and stuff. But yeah, Victor Ocres is unreal. He is unreal. And as Dan said, he's definitely a Premier League player next season. Yeah. So we've got young player of the season. Um, Dan, what have you got for this one? And for Diallo, I know there's some argument whether you should pick lone players, but um, I think he's been very, very good. Scored some absolute great goals, um, especially the one against Luton in the, in the semi-final. Um, yeah, I think it's it's obvious he, he he won't be back in the championship. I expect him to probably go abroad and maybe go to Germany or something. But yeah, it's it's the yellow by quite a distance. It is a better chop uh, pick than I don't know, Scott or someone like that, I think. <laughs> um so yeah, so I'm one of these people who normally doesn't like giving it to a to a lone player. Um yeah. but I have given it to Diallo in this case. Um, it's one of those ones where it's, you know, I sort of say, You're oh yeah, big Scott you know, now, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where you know, you, it, oh yeah, you know, he should be good. He's coming from Manchester United, but that's not a given. And so I think the way he came in and sort of adapted and just, you know, really put his stamp on the league. I thought, you know, you you got to give him that credit. Um, so yeah, I think. You know, depending on where you're drawing the the cut off, um, there's there's some other sort of you know really good young players. I mean, Jack Clark obviously had a great season. Um, you know, I mean Ryan Giles is only 22. Illiman and Jai is only 22. Um, but yeah, I went for uh, Diallo. Well, I'll be honest, I forgot about Diallo when I was thinking of this award. I considered him for my team of the season, but didn't seem to think of him for this. Um, and I'll be honest, everyone I kept thinking about was older than I thought. 
and I didn't know what age we were doing, so I went with Matson. Yeah. 21 years old. He's had a good season. Um, but if I'd say it now, I'd go Diallo with you two. Shame on me for forgetting. <laughs> what do you think of Hackney? Because for the original award, he, he was on the shortlist. I, I, I think he came into the team too late. I think he was very good when he did came, come in. and I'm very impressed with him, but I think yeah. personally he came into the team too late for that. Yeah, for this season. And he's been linked with Liverpool as well. I saw one day last week, I think it was, a couple of Premier League teams as well. I think he's been good. And um, the first leg against Coventry, I was really impressed with him, but I'm not sure he's ready for the Premier League. I think he'd be better off staying another year. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's a Middlesbrough fan. Like, you think about the thing for him, if he can stay there a year, there's a decent chance of them getting promoted. If he gets to play in the Premier League with his boyhood club, does it get much better than that? Like, that's that's the incentive there for him as well to stay. Um, So, yes, we'll move on to uh, another one, which I don't think is going to be much of a debate, but we'll see, uh, which is manager of the season. Uh, Dan, who have you got? So it's between two for me. Um, probably for different reasons. Um, I've, I've ended up picking company. I think it's obvious, but I think Robbins deserve a massive shout. From I was a bit surprised when he was nom- nominated on the shortlist because I think they were about was it tenth when it it got announced that considering he took them into the playoffs and then they got to the final and just lost on spot kicks. They had a, the disaster of the pitch at the start. Um, couldn't really sign any players for any money. Yeah, I think um, Robbins is second, but company um, manager of the season. So I had the same two in consideration, and I've gone for Mark Robbins. Yeah, um, I don't hate it. I, th- I think he's done an incredible job, like you say, managing that situation with the pitch as well, and then the build-up of games, I think he did really well there was real uncertainty there we also forget that the club was taken over this season as well and the fact that he's navigated all of that in one season and got them into the playoffs and near like you know a penalty shootout away from the premier league i think it's an incredible job he's done i think vincent company has obviously done an incredible job as well um but i just uh and like you know little things like they lost Callum O'Hare like a day or two before the season and like yeah he came back briefly but like basically didn't play all season um, and things like that as well um, I just think you know I think I think throw in like they signed Casey Palmer and he's been a bit unpredictable but I know he's been injured but he had I thought he'd done quite well when he got in yeah. the team for that period um, so yeah just signed uh, Jay De Silva as well today, which I think is a very clever signing. So, yeah, yeah I think there's going to be big turnover at Co- Coventry, but I think probably the biggest sign they, they made was actually getting Robbins to sign a new deal. He, he's massively underrated. Like, I think he's probably properly rated at this point, increasingly. <laughs> like I think there's, there's more and more people who are sort of actually recognising it with him. Um, yeah, so I think it was smart them tying him down anyway. Um, go on, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, I had Robbins, obviously company. 
was in the picture, but um, you've basically both of you between you have covered the reasons I put down. You know, the no ground at the beginning of the season, so there were games behind everyone sitting in the bottom three. They've had to take over. Callum O'Hare is a big one for me, losing him because I'm a massive fan of Callum O'Hare. Um, yeah, and it, it, not just losing O'Hare, the, the multiple injuries throughout the season. Yeah. Um, big injuries. So, what a job he's done. So, yeah, no other than Robbins for me. So, we've got signing of the season, which I think is actually quite deceptively tough. Um, so do I, because it took me ages. I, I know who Dan is going to say. Um, B? Yeah, uh, but you can it go first. It is Morris for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but going back to the start of the season, uh, there was lock, I think there was quite a bit of surprise that Luton spent their record transfer fee on, on Morris, who, let's be honest, he was all right for Barnsley, but he, he didn't put up massive numbers. But he, he's like him and Lockyer, um, two massive reasons why we got third. And like I mentioned, 20, 27 attacking returns this season. Um, yeah, I think I can understand if you don't pick Morris, but he, he's definitely got to be up there. So I picked Carlton Morris. Um, I will say the the other I will mention the other names that were in consideration, and it was it was actually quite hard not for me not to give it to any of these players, um, which were Josh Cullen, uh, Ahmed Hodzic, and Fleming, um, and it was quite hard for me to not give it to any of those players. But like I said, I just think Morris, you know, particularly when for a lot of the season, um, Adebayo underperformed what we would have expected for from him. Um, I think Morris picking up that slack as well and um, sort of leading, I mean, literally leading the line as well, but like, you know, leading from the front and, you know, getting the, that massive amount of goals and assists and everything, I just thought, you know, is it was such a key for Luton that um, he got the slight edge over those others for me. But, I mean, you know, it's you could talk about the importance of Cullen we have and Ahmed Hodzic and obviously Fleming as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I gave it to Morris. Um, I, I sense Jamie's going to have a different answer. Um, yes, Morris was a third for me. I did consider him. Yeah. Um, Fleming, I did have written down, but Cullen for me. Yeah. The way he yeah, makes Burnley tick, I'm a big fan of him. You did see he was at West Ham once when he was younger before he yeah. went to Belgium once. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. such a neat player, so tidy. Yeah. I love players like him. So, He's got my vote. Um, one of my favourite categories, the worst signing of the season. No, this was odd. Oh, I've got like seven players written down. Uh, <laughs> See, I didn't know what you were basing it off. So when I was looking through all the transfers on transfer market, obviously I was looking at ones who have like, come for big fees. And to be fair, other than like, Sari, um, and a couple that Watford bought with Bayo and then loaned him out. And someone else, I've got his name now, didn't play. It wasn't really big fees, was it, this year? No. So, uh, so I I really struggled. So uh, I want one that's personal to me. <laughs> uh, Dan, what have you got for worst signing? 
I went for Manish or whatever his name for Watford, the striker. Manai. Manai, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, is he the one who I forgot yeah. his name just? Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. The the one who, you know, that you know, if you were trying to sell it, was like, Oh yeah, he came from Barcelona. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. It wasn't as bad as some years. Well, uh, last year was a very good one, wasn't it? We had the old, um, oh, what was the Sheffield United? Mousset, who oh, yeah. was excellent. <laughs> that wasn't even a It wasn't even a yeah, It wasn't even yeah. a signing, but no, no. But he was terrible. But um, yeah, it had to be from like Watford, surely. So I... I wrote it down, so I had a Watford section of my worst signing of the season. <laughs> um, so I had Manai, who I would say was the worst, in part because I thought he was shit coming in and he underperformed my expectations. Uh, Bayo, who I thought was shit before and uh, was terrible. Remember when they signed Mateus Martins and that was going to be a thing? And he played like one game for them? and missed the end of the season because they agreed that he could go to the under-20s World Cup rather than play for them. <laughs> go to the preparation for the under-20s World Cup rather than play for them. And remember when Araujo was going to be a big thing when they brought him in on loan? Good times. Uh, from, um, Benfica, was it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to throw in a couple of others who were like loan moves, but, you know, were basically pointless. Rodrigo Muniz to Middlesbrough. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot multiple times that he was still there. And he wasn't Isaac, even getting on the bench. Yeah. And Isaac Hayden, who went to Norwich, Norwich. got injured, yeah. missed most of the season, and the fans hate him. So, <laughs> um, I'm giving it to Ray Manai because he was just so bad. But uh, I just wanted to mention some of those uh, other amazing signings as well. Um, well, I was looking through ones that cost fees and I was really struggling. So I ended up giving Dwight Gale because <laughs> obviously I've watched them all season. And don't get me wrong, I didn't have the expectations. Like every Stoke fan has wanted him signed for like the last four or five years. And then we finally get him as he's passed it. And the guy scored two goals. I know one was a deflection off Josh Lawrence on the edge of the like, it's his back yeah. on the edge of the area yeah. went in. Yeah. But the guy, I've seen him miss so many opportunities where I'm like, how this guy has scored loads of goals, especially at this level. Um, so yeah, just as a personal one, it was a massive disappointment for me. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's some of the you know highlights and lowlights of uh, signing players. So the next one we've got is the top the top 10 team that will finish bottom half next season uh yeah, i've got that dan who have you gone for I've gone for swansea i just think well it looks like martin's gone manning's gone that is gone if you're piero he's staying don't think so um they haven't shown previously that they're willing to back their managers. So I just can't see him being top 10. And I think the last few years, 
they've played well at the end of the season where when it doesn't matter. Well, what happens if you don't start playing well towards the end of the season, your bottom half? So, yeah, Swansea, quite an easy pick for me. I think Matty Grimes has got to go as well because yeah. he was nearly yeah. went last year, didn't he? he? Very nearly went to Fulham. Yeah, I like Grimes as well. Good player. Fulham clearly know what they're oh, doing. They tried to sign Matt Grimes and Gustavo Harmer. They clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went for Blackburn. I, well, I, I think, even though I'd even look at them. Yeah, so I think I, I do think they came back around towards the end of the season where obviously they were the fakest sort of playoff team for a long time. And then I thought towards the end of the season, they were actually all right. But I worry a little bit for them. Um, Obviously, Ben Brereton Diaz is is off, um, and I just think unless they sort of get some some really good, particularly attacking players in, I don't think they're sort of going to be in relegation trouble. But when it's sort of dropping into the bottom half, I could totally see them ending up being like you know fifteenth or whatever. Um, so so I went with them. I do think Swansea could be, but I I just gave this the slight edge for me to Blackburn. Yeah, can't I disagree with that. I've gone a bit different. We've praised them all nice. Um, but I've gone Coventry. Um, I just even though I like the business they've done with De Silva today, I'm hoping he could reach his potential there. But I just think once you lose Gokaraz, possibly Hamer as well, you know, they are two massive players in this league, and that's a massive, massive miss. Um Colin Aware, obviously. Is going to come back from injury. How he comes back, I don't know. But yeah, without them too, I can't see them being as strong. And I don't think they'll struggle at all. Like, as in terms of Angus just said going down, but I can't see him pushing for that top eight, ten. Yeah, I think that's fair, particularly because, you know, they're the toughest one to say what they'll look like next season at this point. Um, so, next one we've got is the bottom half team that will challenge for or finish in the playoffs. Um, no, this is really hard. There's there's one sort of handy answer, and then it's really difficult. Um, but, Dan, who have you gone for? Yeah, I don't want to pick Norwich. Norwich, who are 13. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gone, I've got, I found it quite hard, but yeah. I went for Hull. I, I just think... I was impressed with Rossini when he when he came in. When you think how much of a shambles they were under Arbelotti, um, and I think he'll know the players he want he will want to sign, and, and I think the chairman will back him. Like I'm not overly confident, but I've, I've edged Hull. So I put I literally put maybe Hull <laughs> because yeah. I just. I, I wasn't that big on it. Um, I was going to do a whole thing of saying Stoke and sort of just watching Jamie's sort of reaction to it. Um, but I've I've said Hull, like like you say, I just think I can... They're the easiest one probably in the bottom half that I can see how they would end up sort of challenging for the playoffs. Um, the other one potentially, because I do like quite a few of the players they've got, is Bristol City. Um yeah. But I, I gave the slight edge to Hull just because I think they're the, the one I see with sort of I can easiest see sort of making that that step up. Yeah, I think you're both right. I think Hull. Bristol City's interesting. If 
if like Nigel Pearson had left like at the end of the season and they were gonna bring someone else in, I'd probably see them now, but I can guarantee come beginning of the season you do predictions, mine would be completely different. But I'm gonna go an outfield one to see Rotherham to get the top off. Yeah, because I'm looking at the other teams, Dan. And other than obviously I don't, Norwich for so I've not seen them. Bristol City Hall, yeah, good shouts. Stoke haven't even got a team at the moment, so there's no chance. <laughs> so I can't say Stoke on that logic. Birmingham have lost the decent players I like who are on loan. Huddersfield, I can't see. QPR, no. Cardiff, definitely not. So there really wasn't much to choose from. So I thought, you know, the end of the season, well, end of the season a lot better than the others, probably other than Huddersfield around that area. Um, Matty Taylor's done a decent job there and they've got Johansson and goal so that's my logic so, so if you don't if we don't really rate anyone bottom half what about Ipswich or Sheffield Wednesday no, or I, I toyed with that and couldn't couldn't go there they might do well but I was like I'm, I'm not willing to yeah. stretch it to that um, you know that they, they might do but I just didn't feel the need to go there <laughs> and i haven't watched one minute of league one football to even have a comment on it so i'm not even going to try and pretend that i'll know all they're going to do next season well, i look forward to the uh the pricing james cereal <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah so that's uh that's our championship awards um let us, know, let us know what you think of them unless you're just going to say you guys are idiots then uh don't bother um we already we, know yeah that. i was about to say yeah. we already know that we don't we don't need to be told <laughs> um so we've got some gaffer awards uh some of them are the same some of them slightly different um so we're going to start off with team of the season again um so yeah. should we rather than so, going sort of position by position we'll do just goalkeeper defenders midfielders forwards yeah, because yeah, um, I haven't. Yeah, it's not position really for me. Yeah. So um, uh, goal goalkeeper goalie. Yeah, Hanson. Um, I just think he was cheap to start with. Um, some people had jeepers keepers with him. Uh, I think he was a pretty good option all season. Um, so yeah, I think it was obvious. Yeah, it probably was, and yet I've ended up saying Wilson. Um, even though I said your hands yeah. team of the season, but I think Adam Wilson both. again, yeah. same sort of you know four point five, owned by a lot of people from early on, um, you know slightly more points in the end, but it was just that that same sort of thing, um, you know popular keeper did well, um, so I I went Wilson for this. I think you could have had three yeah. of them really because of the prices Patterson Wilson yeah. and Johansson. They all scored similar points. You know, there's five points separating them and they were all around that price. So I think you've got to give one of them because the others, you know, they were more expensive anyway. So for that price, you've got to give it one of them free, haven't you? So um, I'll just split it and get Patterson. <laughs> just to be awkward. Yeah. Uh, it's fine because as a pod, we've now said all of them. So we're right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what about defenders, Dan? So I picked three. I picked Manning. I never had Manning all season, yeah. but he's top goal scorer, <laughs> uh, point scorer. So I've I've picked him. Uh, Giles. Yeah. I think he was constantly. He was frustrating at times because Borough weren't great, but I think he was 
probably in my team more often than not. And I've picked Bree because um, if you think back to the, the the start of the season, he was must-own. Um, probably would have finished top point score as well if it, if he didn't go. So, yeah, James Bree. Um, so I had two of the three set the same. You had um, Bree. Oh, my God. Yeah. Life. So I had, I had uh, funnily enough, they're all left-backs, and it's the three left-backs we covered earlier. So I've got Manning, Giles, yeah. and Matson. Um, I know Matson was frustrating at times, but more but often than not, great at times yeah, as well. Though. More often than not, he was a fun oak. And like, yeah. You know, so, uh, so I, I gave the edge to him because it was just that extra fun. Like you know, the other one for me was Ahmed Hodzic, just because the number of times you'd be looking up watching Sheffield United, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is he doing in the area?" Like, you love it from your, you know, your defender, but you're sort of like, how has he ended up there? I, <laughs> I did think about him, but do you remember that period, Angus, where I'm not joking, he had about six weeks of where he just got four points? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that's not terrible, but it's like... Or, or three points, because he, he got booked. Yeah, <laughs> got booked, yeah. I based my picks on experiences. Um so bear in mind, this is the first time I've looked at the total points <laughs> for ages. I didn't realise Marion was so high because I never owned him all season. Uh, you done, but um, Giles had him all season. Great, love Giles. Matson was so fun to own. Yeah. Yes, like you say, frustrating, but when you got a haul, it was great. Um, my other two are personal ones. Bal, because I went for him <laughs> to go against Bree, <laughs> but. It was six points all the time. And a lot of yes. times I'd bench him and, and he, the six points would be on my bench, but he was a guaranteed six points about was. And Egan for me, because I went against Amatodzic. Have I just said that right? Yeah. Oh, did. My God. <laughs> I went against him and I, I don't know if it was around that time you were saying when he was getting points, but I know yeah. I remember they played Wigan on TV away and I had Egan. Yeah. And he scored. Yeah, so stuff like that. When it, you know, it can go against you quite a lot of time, but when it goes your way for that one week, it's great. So yeah, they're my picks. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, midfielders, Dan? Uh, NDI. Um, he was frustrating to start the season, but he, he eventually, he had that period, like I, I mentioned earlier, but around the World Cup where like you could captain him and he would return for you. So I think NDI. I've picked Hamer. I never had Hamer, but just he, he done so well him. and for for his price. Um at Brownhill at the start of the season, everyone had Brownhill. And when we needed a Bernie player in the double, we went uh, we went for Brown. And I put chair just because at the start of the season. He was just, he was just bonus magnet, non-stop bonus. Yeah. Interesting. I've ended up with a slightly different one there. Um, so I've got, I've got NDI. Um, I think obviously for that stretch he was, he was really good, and um, it, it sort of, you know, it's obvious why. Right? Um, I've got Harmer. After I sort of, you know, ranted on the podcast about how underrated he was as a gaffer asset and he kept backing me up, um, 
I always appreciate a player that makes me look smart as well. So uh, I had him in. One of the easiest picks for me, uh, particularly because I just loved owning him for the latter half of the season, basically, was Fleming. Loved owning him. See, I didn't didn't have him all the time towards the end. They'd they'd lose a game and he'd he'd somehow have the top bonus. It was great. (laughs) So uh, I loved owning him. And... uh, Again, personal experiences where you know I just had to, I just had a great time owning him um, at various points was Zorori. Um, you know I could have said Teller Brownhill again, but it was that personal experience. I one should have said Benson. Yeah, it's that personal yes. exper- experience one, particularly at the end of the season, season where I had him for a bit, and uh, it was it was a great time. So uh, so yeah, I went with him. Mine are obviously in the eye. I don't, I don't even know if he left my team. I think I might have just kept him in all season. Um, I'm a bit gutted I didn't really jump on the Sunderland assets like Diallo or yeah. Clark enough. I had him for bits, but not enough. I'd never had um, Harmer. Fleming was great. Um, Taller and Zorori were so hard to get right. I could never know which one, and I never got on the right side of Taller. So that was frustrating. But yeah. my picks, Brownell throughout the season, um, great. And then one from the very beginning of the season, I mean the very beginning of the season, I remember first game of the season, we played Millwall away, and I was on the coach back, and I was looking through foot mob, and I was writing stuff notes down, like who's done really well, and of Benny in that first yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. He, he had some mad, mad big chance. Yeah, he yeah. had like, his stats were crazy, and everyone was going back. His average, his average position. position. His average position. Yeah. I remember because we did the graphics and I just wanted his average position. Or I meant, no, we didn't do the graphics, but I just mentioned on the pod, I was like, everyone go and look at his average position because it was just mental. He was like almost in the opposition penalty area or whatever, like average position. Wasn't it we were expecting him to play right wing back and then he was basically playing up front? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, I think he did play like right wing back. And then Benson for me, because like you at the end of the season, Dan, I, I got a good captaincy off him and a double, which shut me right up. Yeah. Yeah, he just just scored Benson every week. It was like <laughs> Iron Robin every week. Yeah. Yeah, so the midfielders. Uh, and the forwards, Dan? Uh, it's it's the same as my team in the scene. Victor Morris and Akpo. Yeah, I'm not even sure they though that explanation, it, do they? <laughs> no, even though it wasn't template until probably maybe two thirds the way through, yeah. especially Victor and Victor and um, Agpon, which was quite nice this year. But yeah, it's definitely Victor and Agpon and Morris. I know at times I didn't always have Morris, but. I know he was a good own for you, Angus. Yeah, I was about to say I had him even more than you did, and uh, yeah, you know, tweeting about his his smile because you know it's uh-huh. it's a great smiling gif. You know, you know when you've got something like that that you can keep going back to the well, uh, it always helps. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a bit boring, but like you know, in fact, you know, I didn't own Akpom for most of the season. It was one of my downfalls because I kept waiting for it to stop. You know, when it's someone like that. Um, but you know, I have to sort of pick him in the team of the season because he did that well. But and then Victor and Morris were were obvious picks for me. So uh, so yeah, those were the three that I went with as well. Yeah, you can't really not go them three, can you? But shout out to Brighton Diaz and Perot because I didn't realise 
they scored so many points. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Bradshaw. I didn't yes, tell him time. Tom Bradshaw. But you know, he killed some people, but you know, some killed people me. absolutely love him. Yeah. So fair play to him for that. He's the only shout out I can mention apart from them three. Yeah. So uh I will be touching on Tom Bradshaw at some point uh with another yeah. award. Um so will I. <laughs> uh in in gaffer terms, the player of the season. Um I think I know what we're gonna Easy. go with, but Dan, what have you gone with? I went I went Victor. Yeah. Oh. I had him all season, basically. Yeah, I left him there like all basically fixture proof. Um great season. So I went to Akpom based on his price. Yeah, and obviously yeah. at the beginning of the season we weren't expecting anything from him. So um yeah, I went to Akpom based on that. Yeah, that makes sense. He's not gonna be six million this year. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh another sort of fun award. Flop of the season. Oh no, my, my this was the easiest one I had to do. Cardiff. Yeah, you go first with this if you if you're so confident. Carl and Grant. Oh, I wow. was expecting big I things. Two players, and he wasn't either of them. I went Willock. Yeah, Willock was. One I had for massive hope. Yeah, Willock was one for me as well. And he, remember when he scored that screamer? I think it was in game yeah. week three or four, where Sam Field got the yes, assist and everyone got him off the bench. <laughs> but he basically ran the whole length yeah. and then put it top bin. Yeah. But yeah, he 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 just didn't play. Was constantly injured and. Yeah, a bit disappointed we were Yeah, so Willock was one of them for me. And another one, in part because I did see some people pick him, but it was just sort of like waiting for him to be a thing, and he never was. And this one's specially for you, Jamie. Nick Powell. Oh, buddy, oh, yeah, Powell. Nick Powell, like, you know. I thought you were going to say Baker when no, you started. No. Uh, Nick, Nick Powell, I think he's got something like 30 points this season or something. <laughs> so, um. We knew he'd be injured, but, yeah. you know, from the season before, though, when he wasn't and he played, he yeah. was great. I can't remember what price he was, um, he was but he was cheaper once a year. Yeah. Yeah, what a shit show of season he had, and now he's unemployed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so, yeah, so I threw him with Willock as well. So, uh, <laughs> just to just, uh, you know, bring that one up, because of that whole thing, and we thought that, that he would at least play more, and he just did nothing. Um, yes, good shout that is. So the best budget pick, which we were putting under five million. So I went for Trusty for Birmingham. I think he done quite well. I know people had him when he scored a, a lot of goals. I've done a, a mention for Slater in Hull. I'm not quite sure how he managed to get. The amount of points he did when he was four point five million, I completely missed that. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, okay. what about you? Doing? Trusty obviously did well. I went with our old friend Maxime Collan. Um, obviously got a lot of points Please. this season. Um, you know, he was he was on the bench of the pod team for most of the season because I insisted on it being in there, but and he kept ticking over with points all the time. Um, but just just did really He's well. Free again. agent. Um, yeah, free agent. Um, if a championship team wants to pick him up, um, I'll definitely consider him again. He might, so. he might, 
He might have to be five million though this year. <laughs> I remember we were discussing him before the season about his price. We discussed that, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so so I went, I went for, uh, I went for Colan uh, personally. Again, I went for a different approach. Um, I didn't go based off the points. I went based off experience. And everyone's unsung hero who sat third on bench for most of the season, Sam Field. Field. Yeah, that guy holds a place in my heart because (laughs) that poor lad sat third on my bench nearly every single week. So, yeah, Sam Field for me. Yeah. So now we've got um, just a, a couple of, you know, highlights and lowlights. So the gaffer moment of the season for you. Um, so, Dan, do you want to kick us off yeah. here? What's your moment of the season? I've mentioned sort of a two. I've done Akpom's first hat-trick just before he started to get really well-owned. I had him captain. Um, and then towards the end of the season where... I was having a bit of fun and I got Benson in and took a couple of punts on Sun, especially last game week had Jack Clark. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I need to play a bit more punty next season yeah. to have a bit more fun. But yeah. I, th- I think everyone knows what Those four two. words I'm going to say. Tom Bradshaw budget buster. Oh. Yeah, uh, particularly again, it's one of these ones about like looking smart. Where I I was saying like Tom Bradshaw, I think I'd been recommending Tom Bradshaw for like two weeks or whatever before that, and uh, and I went with him on the budget buster, and then obviously like you, you look at it and like it was it was ridiculous. He had he had a double against Burnley and Sheffield United, <laughs> and he comes out of it with like four goals, <laughs> and it was just like. And also, he'd already scored his. He'd already had his one good game week of the season against when he Watford. had a hat trick against Watford. That's not. Yeah, it's not supposed to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> I think randomly, I'd managed to tip him up for the Watford week as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that... that was more. Yeah, that was just annoying for me because there was like two strategies that game week. And both were both were fine, right? But it just depended on how you were paying the boost going in and out of with your overhaul. And I went on the other one where I think I probably ended up, if you look back and added them all up, I probably ended up all right. But it, it didn't feel good seeing Bradshaw's name keep popping up. Yeah, um, and the other one I especially had in that, that I'm first just part of it throw out there, which was half of the double, was the uh, follow the leader week. Having the Sheffield United three on follow the leader, uh, Ahmed Hodzic oh, yeah. and Diane McBurney. I had that, Burnley. yeah. Like, we forget the Rotherham game. We don't talk about yeah, the Rotherham game. Um, but the Burnley game with those three where they all returned, I think they all had multiple returns in that game. Um, and everyone was dreaming yeah, of like 300 points or whatever. But um, yeah, that game as well was another highlight for me. Mine is game week 30, triple-triple. Um, Akpam and Yates scored big for me, but that was the moment that it took me from like 40 off to 11th. Well, me, Leanne. <laughs> um, so that, that was what basically like took me into contention of like being up there at the top. So that'll probably be the moment. And you know what my memory's like? I can't remember anything. 
So I had to go through at my game week ranks and like, <laughs> ah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll just throw a bonus one in because he frustrated everyone afterwards and I thought he was great was when um, I picked Estupinian when he scored, what was it, like the hat trick oh, before yeah. everyone jumped on him. And uh, that, beginning of this season, he was going mental, <laughs> and uh, I I got on him, and it was, and then it was sort of like afterwards, like, and then I think I sold him before everyone else, and they sort of like were were waiting for that return again. So, but buying him and him immediately hauling that that was a good one as well. Um, and now the one that one of the ones that people I'm sure will enjoy listening to, your worst gaffer moment of the season. So I put the Bradshaw <laughs> when you had a good game week. Yeah. I didn't have a bad game week, but just the the fifty fifty split. But I also picked like a couple of players that were absolutely terrible. Um, Parrot, <laughs> Parrot early on, <laughs> and I, like I said numerous times, I jumped on the Sinani train, which God, I forgot about that. Basically, one game. <laughs> did, did I jumped on. Yeah, so those two. To be honest, the, like, because the I dowel had... train that lasted for like three weeks, and then it was, de- then it was dead. Yeah, I never got on that. <laughs> but um, I think because I had a bad season last year when I was outside the top hundred, like it didn't seem that bad this season for me. So yeah, um, I put my worst moment because it affected my boosts beyond it as well. I put the Huddersfield and Black. Paul double going into game week 30 because I was going to overhaul that week and it went in really late and I played like Jeepers Keepers yes. instead which was shit and uh, then I had to overhaul in the last set because I wanted to overhaul and I hadn't been able to in game week 30 so that going in there just like you know messed things up for me um, and so wasn't there like four Huddersfield keepers to choose from when we didn't know it was going to be number one at that point? Yeah, and it was sort of like it ended we up. We dropped Emery Race and like shit, we didn't know the keeper. Yeah, until and, very and then there was like the doubt on actually which Blackpool keeper it was going to be for a minute as well, and it was just like this is a <laughs> and then it wasn't even that good. All that stress, and it wasn't even that good, and so it was just. Uh, so I was I was sort of thinking back because, like you say, you know, you sort of remember some of them, but I was trying to think of them, and I was thinking with the knock on as well of having to use the overhaul in the third set because I didn't use it then, um, meant that it was it was the the sort of worst moment of the season for me. Mine's got me the Bradshaw going mad because <laughs> I was like trying to act like I didn't care. <laughs> but really, like, like in the Planet FPL Slack, you got Robin, Angus going absolutely mental, and everyone around me and rank Adam as well. And I was just like, you, you've got to be kidding me! You can't, you couldn't write this. So yeah, that killed me. That did um, didn't miss at the time. What about the time when you brought in Brett Diaz as captain, and then we decided <laughs> the bastard had a baby. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot about that one. And you went to the game, didn't you? When you were at the game. And like... Yeah, that's when they played us at our place, wasn't it? Because it wasn't away because that was at the beginning of the season and I met him at the gate at the grounds. Yeah, yeah and I literally capped him. I thought, right, nice little punt. And it was just like, you've got to be kidding me. As soon as I saw it announced you after <laughs> deadline, I was like, wow. Yeah, he's dead to me. I, yeah. He fucking fails in Spain. 
<laughs> Forgot so that's, about that's that. All our, uh, that's all our awards. I hope you enjoy some of the, you know, picks. Um, if you want to sort of add anything to the discussion when this pod is posted, then please do. Um, you know, like I say, you don't need to tell us we're idiots. Um, particularly with some of our, you know, amazing picks uh, there in our amazing moments. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the next thing we've got, which, you know, I think will be a bit fun, is um, we're going to look back at our preseason predictions. So we oh, tweeted out from God. the pod account for a number of categories for people for the preseason predictions. And I specifically told Jamie not to look at these. <laughs> Um, in preparation, because I think some of these reactions real time will be great. Um, and I'll just run through them one by one rather than reading all of them out. Um, and uh, and we'll go back over how we did um, with regards to this. So, top goal scorer. <laughs> Actually, I'll ask you, Jamie, who do you think you said? I think I remember two of these. And I, I think this is one of I had Carl and Grant, didn't I? Yes, you did say Carl and Grant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had Carl and Grant as well, didn't I? No. You had Daryl DK. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I did, have... did quite well on this. I said Joel Pirro. Ooh, that's not bad. So I didn't think everyone was big on him. I remember the second tier; they were saying him for a um, top goal scorer as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that pick. Obviously, I think he was like fourth or fifth, um, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, not too bad. You know, it wasn't a West Brom player, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm already winning there. Um, second, most assists. I'd have stayed with the West Brom, I imagine. I'd have gone Swift or Wallace. So you did say yeah, John Swift. Way. Yeah. And Dan, you said John Swift as well. I said Ryan Giles. Oh. I won, didn't it? He uh, won, didn't he? 11. I think so. Um, I, I think Giles is top. I was looking at this. And I was like, but, um, yeah, a couple of... like. Well, don't worry, there's some there's somewhere I didn't do as well. Um he, he was sort yeah, of joint Giles top. and Clark. Yeah. Gi- Giles and Clark both got eleven. Yeah. So uh, that, that one went quite well for me. Don't worry, there's there's some great ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's do the predictions, Jamie and Dan. Yeah. Uh most gaffer points. Oh, I bet I've gone West Brom here as well. I bet I've gone Grants. <laughs> You did Very go Collinsworth. Jesus. And uh, Dan, you went with DK. <laughs> we um, were big on West Brom. <laughs> I'm never going West Brom ever again. Um, Who did you have? So, again, it was the best, although given that I'm against Carlin Grant and Daryl DK. <laughs> so I went with Ryan Giles again. Good shout. Um, obviously, Victor ended up being the top scorer um, for reference. Um, Giles was about, I think, about 70 points behind him. Um, we won't mention how much Grant was behind him. <laughs> yeah, we we don't need to cover that. <laughs> um, most saves. Woodman. 
So, Jamie, you said Nichols. Oh, I can see why and I said that. Dan said Dan Bentley. <laughs> yeah, but that's because Bristol City was shit and he was their number one. I can see the logic. Yeah, and uh, I said Freddie Woodman. Oh, you went Woodman. And I've just realised I have not done anything about checking the goalkeeping stats. Um, Surely it's your handsome, right? It must be. It's got, yeah, I'm on for oh, now. Let me see if I can get the saves. Goalkeeper, queen sheet, saves, saves, penalty. Fucking hell, I just, I just want normal saves. Just saves. <laughs> no, it doesn't give you normal saves. <laughs> Save percentage, saves per 90. Your answer was 3.7 compared to Maxwell's 3.1. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to imagine it was your answer. Um, just a second, because I'll be able to find the saves. So your handsome was top, 157. Um, of the three we picked, Freddie Woodman uh, was the most with, in third with 121. Um, Lee Nichols obviously I missed time. How many um, he was on 82. <laughs> Bentley went to fucking Wolves. Yeah. Dan Bentley went to Wolves at one point. Uh, he made 35 saves this season. <laughs> Lost his spot to O'Leary and then went to Wolves. <laughs> um, player of the season. I bet so, yeah, I've got so I've definitely got the worst one. Guarantee you 100% I've got the worst pick here. Have I gone Grant again? You have gone Grant again. Ugh. And and my pick is worse. Oh wow, got me bad. Dan, you went with Daryl. Oh, DK. I know. <laughs> I know who you picked. <laughs> Have you gone Rashika? I did. <laughs> Jesus. So wow. I I really thought he was going to be good. I like you know I I had seen him before in Germany and everything. I thought he was going to be really good. I thought the championship was going to be the making of him and everything. And uh, he decided he wanted didn't want to be there and basically didn't get picked until he moved to Galatasaray. <laughs> so uh, wow, that that was an incredible pick. So I did say I there were some bad that, picks yeah. coming for me. So uh, yeah, that was yeah. that's the worst of the bunch. Um. Young player of the season. Did we go safe with Alex Scott? You said Ryan Giles. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Me and Dan both I said Alex Scott. Yeah. I, I don't think he's been that good. Um, that, <laughs> You're not as we... fan, a fan of him at the moment, yeah. are you? I just... I just think he's massively. He played one good game against Man City, and because of that, everyone reckons he's so good. I'm he's, not saying he's bad. a football manager wonder kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we all did all right there. I think we all did. We all did well enough there. I think um, I'll give the edge to Jamie because he had Ryan Giles. Um, yes. Most yellow cards. Already said Hamer. Argon Crooks about. Yeah, you did go crooks. Yeah, forward. Dan, you had crooks. Um, and I had Harmer. Um, I thought at that point he might leave, so I had Harmer if he stays. <laughs> and uh, 
I, I, I do wonder, actually, I'm going to check this now. I do wonder if Matt Crooks, despite not playing for half the games, or whatever, managed to get more uh, bookings than um, yeah, Hamer got sent off twice, didn't he? Oh, they're both well down this. Um, this is this is not great for the audio. But... <laughs> no, um, oh, it was um, Chowdhury and Yadam. Yadam, I can't say his name. At Reading, fourteen yeah. each. Barrick and Jake Cooper got thirteen. Yeah, basically, like um, neither of them did well in terms of yellows. So uh... no. We we all lost, and we've got about seven minutes of recording <laughs> left. Uh, signing of the season. Oh, I don't know what I said. I generally don't know what I put. So I'd have said Swift. So Dan, you said Swift. Jamie, you said Fleming. Ooh, oh, oh, I will take that. Um, As if I said that, I was being ambitious. And I said oh, Adam God. Armstrong. <laughs> Adam what? <laughs> Whenever I thought he was moving to Middlesbrough, <laughs> that was when we were doing this. Um, but I said, if he doesn't come, John Swift. So uh, I think, Jamie, you get the edge there with Fleming. Get in. Um, oh, here we go. Worst signing. Oh, God. I generally don't know what to put. So you said Scott Twine, which ended up not being bad because of the injury and everything. Yeah, yeah. uh, Dan, you lose. You said Gabriel Sara. I think they weren't terrible for the amount he moved for. I I think I had a great one. Go on. I said Dwight Gale. Yeah, yeah. he was like (laughs) a wank. Do you know what? I actually think I know someone who was a bad signing. Kane Wilson from yeah. Bristol City. Remember the hype around him? He, he was yes. in everyone's play. team and everything. Yeah. Was he, he, was, was, he, he was in everyone's teams, wasn't he? And then he like was just on the bench and everyone yeah. had to sell him. Or so many people went with him and then it was like they had to sell him because he was just on the bench. Was he the fullback from Forest Green? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and first manager sacked. Oh, I got this right. Did did I go O'Neill? Yeah. Did so I so oh, both yeah. of you went O'Neill, and did I went Arthur Latsey. Oh, that's not, okay. yeah. not terrible. So, so, like, you guys were right. I, I, you know, I don't think it was a bad pick, but uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out for me. Um. So next we had the top two. I know I had Middlesbrough and West Brom. I was big on them. Yeah. Dan, you had Norwich and Middlesbrough. Yeah. And I went for West Brom and Borough as well. Um, And then playoffs. (sighs) I'd have had Burnley and Sheffield United in there. I didn't have Burnley, I don't think. I had Luton in it. Luton, I can't remember who I had. Sheff- Luton, Sheffield United, Watford and West Brom. So, Jamie had Sheffield United, Burnley, Millwall and Norwich. Um, 
So Dan had West Brom, Sheffield United, Watford and Luton. And I had Norwich, Burnley, Watford and Millwall. So we're all similar and thinking yeah. at the top of the table, weren't we? Luton were in it. Yeah, none of similar in that none of us did particularly well picking it. <laughs> um Bottom three. Reading, Birmingham, Rotherham. Yeah. So I picked you actually I did better Blackpool. than you think. Oh, who's that? Birmingham. So obviously not. Yeah. Wigan. Oh, yeah. And Blackpool. Oh, sounds. Wow. Two out of three. Yeah. Come on. Dan, you had Reading, Rotherham, and Birmingham. Yeah. And I and I also had Reading, Rotherham, and Birmingham. Can't Frank, come on. Uh, overachievers. Oh, Millwall, did I have? No, you you did even better. Oh, not. You said Coventry. you said Coventry. Got in, I knew my allegiance to them would come off. Dan said Bristol City. They went up the table by about three or four positions. And I had Millwall. Good shout. Well, they they finished the same as they did last year, the year before, didn't they, right? Yeah, but everyone thought that they were going to take a step down with all these big teams and whatever. And, you know, if they didn't bottle that game so hard on the final day, they would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, Loon wouldn't have gone through. Yeah. Uh, and the final one was underachievers. Out of a Norwich or Watford, I think. I had Burnley. So Jamie had Watford. Yeah. Dan had Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> and I had Swansea. Uh, it's it's funny now in hindsight, but at the time we had no idea what was coming with Burnley. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, so those are some great picks <laughs> there. Um, because we have less than a minute on this call, because we're still cheap, we will take one more quick break and we will finish off with the questions. Um, so we're nearly done. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back to finish off with the questions that you guys have asked us on Twitter, some of which we've already covered already, uh, but we'll just use this to sort of round off the uh, the podcast for the season. Um, so the first question we've got is from FF Joel. He said, what was your best predi- pre-season prediction and what was your worst pre-season prediction? <laughs> um, so obviously we've just had a, a great time covering those. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that my worst preseason prediction was uh, Rachitza to be player of the season. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that my best prediction was... I'm going to say Ryan Giles on the assists. I think yeah. uh, that that's the one that looked best for me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with those. I don't know if you guys want to just pick pick the ones out that you uh, like and dislike there. My West Brom picks, obviously terrible. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, but I'll definitely take two out of three for the relegation. Yeah. Um, best preseason was probably probably O'Neill getting sacked. <laughs> if you think of how many managers got sacked this season, yeah. 
Um, worst prediction, probably Bentley making the most saves considering he got <laughs> placed and then sold. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of people on the wind-up here. So we've got FPL Lions, who said, who had the better season, Arsenal or Luton? That's obviously Luton, isn't it? <laughs> Arsenal, will, you'll forget about Arsenal in about five years of what they'd happen. Yeah, I'm just going to say, getting back in the Champions League, obviously going to the games, getting to listen to the Champions League anthem rather than the Europa League anthem will make a massive difference in my life. So uh, that that's the only reason that I'm going to say Arsenal, just because the Champions League anthem what? is so much better than the Europa League anthem. No, I know, no, no. You can't say they've had a better season than Luton. <laughs> Here we go. Angus, you can't, mate. I'm sorry. I mean, I think the 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 sarcasm in the preferring the music is implied. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's hard, Angus, because you haven't got your picture on. Yeah. I've just got an A flashing. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, both teams have obviously have great had great seasons. In all seriousness, Arsenal you know, competing for the title when they weren't roundly predicted to finish outside the top four, Luton getting promoted. It's obviously massive in, on different scales for both clubs, but um, I I'm think Luton getting promoted to the Premier well, League is is the sort of thing that it's like, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, can we move on from successful seasons? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm yeah. a bit disappointed we didn't have Stoke as an option. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm just going to jump to uh, Renarad's question. He said, "What is the best remedy for doing an Arsenal asking for a friend?" Um, he's got a serious part, but uh, that first part, um, yeah, the key is to uh, make your peace with it weeks beforehand. So when it actually happens, you're you're fine with it because uh, you you've already accepted it. Um, I know that he can't do that. So the the next best thing is uh, just win it uh, next year. Uh, yeah, just win it next. Uh, he's also said, also interested if Dan's Dan thinks his engagement levels in Gaffer will lessen or grow by his team not being in the league. Um, probably won't watch as many games. Just. Not, not so much the games on the TV, just obviously I was going, I was seeing like Luton play every week or, or watching their game on live on TV. So I was seeing them. So like I'm still going to be engaged. I'm still going to be doing the pod and I'm still going to be watching probably most of the TV games. But Don't worry, Dan will still be excited when they put Plymouth versus Preston on the TV. Um... Yeah, that's basically what Angus summed up in the group chat. <laughs> I will be excited by that game. Because I've seen some of your tweets this year, Dan, where like, there's a big game on and then there's a championship game and you'll be yeah. like, I'm watching the big game tonight and it's the championship <laughs> one, so I expect that to be the same. Oh, yeah, I'll be doing it. Uh, unless Lou and are playing, but I'll yeah. be doing it yeah. in the championship. Um, FPL Guob asks us, what do you think about next year's gaffer? Is it going to be terrifyingly competitive at the top? Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, the quality in the league is growing as well. Um, I think it's improving year on year. 
and I think that that might actually create more of a diversity in terms of the players we're picking which um, hopefully will mean that there's there's greater ability for movement as well up and down the ranks um, but I think it will be very competitive I think there will probably be more people that will that will play next year as well um, I'm certainly hoping so and I think that's probably only going to make it tougher yeah I agree so it'll be it's even more glorious when I win <laughs> Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, next question. Uh, well, Chris Hermitage has asked like five questions in one. Um, some of which we've covered. So I'll just read them out, and we can cover the ones we haven't covered yet. Got best value, best value player. Um, I think it has to be Akpom. Uh, worst value player. Pookie. Over Ishmael Asar? Yeah. Yeah, Pookie, yeah. Point. Um, your current week one lock? Adam Armstrong. James Bree, if he's playing. <laughs> I don't care what club Adam Armstrong is playing for. If he's in the Championship, he's in. Yeah, I sense that a, a Premier League club is probably not going to buy him, even though we love them, I think. Um He's probably not going to get bought away, so he's uh, he's he's an obvious one to pick out. Um, I know because I love him that Joe Arebo will be in my game week one team, <laughs> so uh, I can say that safely now. So that's fine. Um, any standout gaffer moments this season? We've covered that. And will you be back next season? Um, I am. I, I I might come back, Jamie. <laughs> Hopefully, Jamie's back when it's not cricket. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, have, I have a bit of a crossover in August because I'm going to all the hundred games as well at Old Trafford. So, um, no, but hopefully we'll see. Yeah. I can't promise anything. I uh, I might come back. Um, we'll we'll see. It'll be a meltdown if you left Angus. <laughs> yeah. Stop, Polly. Stop news. doing the injury news. I'm not doing the injury news anymore. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing the pod. Stop doing the injury news. Just be like, right, you're on your own. <laughs> um, AD Tour has asked, apart from Luton winning the playoffs, what were your highlights from a non-fantasy aspect? I think that implies that everyone's highlight was Luton winning the playoffs. <laughs> that wasn't mine. <laughs> um... I enjoyed watching Sunland on Coventry this year, like as as neutrals. Burnley whenever they me. played, I enjoyed me. watching Burnley. Yeah, I think it yeah. was particularly just from that first game, almost just the oh, the sort that of like field game. Oh. the the way that that just almost pure like mix of surprise and joy during that first game was just so much fun. Um, particularly the way everyone was just chatting about it and couldn't believe it and everything. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so it probably just goes back to that, really. And I thought that, obviously, they were great fun all the way through. Um, so, yeah, so I'd go with that. Um, and we'll finish with FPL Frustrations question. Which is, How well do you think Burnley, Sheffield United and Luton will do in the Premier League? 
and which do you expect to stay up? Enjoy the summer, gents. So how do you think Burnley, Sheffield United and Luton will do in the Premier League? I'll go first because it'll kill me to say it. I think Luton out the three will finish higher. I think Burnley's going to be interesting. Do they play the way they did this year? Because if they do, they're going to take some batterings. And I mean some big batterings. But they could outplay some teams. Sheffield United, if they don't get a takeover done, they could be in trouble. They'd be my favourites to go down. I think Burnley will do the best. I think they showed what they're capable of this season. You think about the cup games, obviously they got the battering off Man City. Did they lose to Man City as well? Yeah. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They got battered by Man City. But like you think about, I think it was the League Cup game where they they were right in it with Man United, um, and think you know in games like that. So I think I think they'll they'll put they'll do well next season. Um, Sheffield United, as you say, I'm a little bit concerned about them. Um, a lot depends on sort of getting taken over, being able to recruit that sort of thing, um, because I do think they need to to improve. Luton are the wild card because they probably have the most to do to stay up. Um, but build a half a stand. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's I'm reluctant to say because you know you don't want to sort of build on it, and you know to some degree, Forest were fortunate this season, but they showed what can be done in terms of staying up, built off home form. And so I think that will probably be the key for Luton. I think personally, <coughs> um, and it's not to shit on it before it started, I think personally it will probably be too much for Luton next season. But I think, you know, they'll they'll give it they'll give it a good go in the completely non patronising way. I oh, think they'll yeah. they'll be a match for for anyone, particularly at home. And I think, you know, no one will come out of it saying like, oh, yeah, you know, we enjoyed that, um, which I think the, Luton fans will probably enjoy. <laughs> does this mean if they come down and then start doing well in the Championship again, we can call them Parachute FC? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, everyone how, does with every works. club that comes down yeah, and does well because apparently spends <laughs> billions. Every team that comes down is Parachute FC. It's yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> I think Burnley are going to finish comfortable. I think they'll finish between 10th and 14th just because the way they bought the league. Um, I can see why everyone's worried about Sheffield United. At the minute, I'd probably have them going down. and Lewin will probably go down as well, but we'll, we will recruit smartly. So I could see us like the signings might be underwhelming, but they'll be data driven. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do all right. And then, as you mentioned, the home form is is going to be massive. Like we'll we'll go away and we'll get some serious batterings, but at home I think we'll be able to hopefully pick up enough points. But look, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult. But I think it's more of a like a three-year plan for us. Like if we go down, hopefully our budget will have increased massively where with our recruitment, if we come back down into the championship, we should be top six, top two again, I think. 
With Burnley, I agree with you on the looking part. Like the financially, it's it's massive for you. But with Burnley, you know the recruitment's going to have to be good because obviously losing key players from this promotion team with Matson, Harwood, Ballis, Tyler. Was there anyone else on loan? It's on Bayer permanently. Yeah, you? we've got yeah. So I think be interesting. I am actually looking for. I will try and watch Burnley as much as I can in the Premier League next year. Just interesting. Even watch Luton or not? Not when you're at home, no, because the camera angles are horrendous. Or will the new cameras be on the new stand? Yeah, it'll be on the new. Yeah, it'll be on the new one. So it'll be, they're my, building a whole new media thing, aren't they? Yeah, because I, I can't be watching games off of that camera angle. No chance. Yes, I think that's everything. That's all the questions. You know, we've we've talked about sort of you know various things there, and we've we've given we've given the season a full review. Um, I haven't done the editing yet, so I don't know the exact time, but uh, it will be a full length podcast. But as I said, you know, you won't be getting much off us this summer. So even if you want to break it up and listen to it in chunks, you can do that. Angus, this is why I haven't got time to do the pod anymore. I've been sitting here <laughs> since 9pm. It's now 20 past 11. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, this will obviously be a long one. But as I said, unless we decide that we're going to come back and do something like a random Q&A or whatever, uh, we'll be off for a little while um, until we get closer Leafy to the pods. season. Hmm? Until the preview pods. Yes, until the preview pods, uh, which will sneak up us, on us, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's it. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope, uh, you know, we were saying uh, briefly in the middle here, we, you know, we've really enjoyed, well, we've enjoyed doing this pod. We've enjoyed the the whole season. Um, it was a great sort of interacting with people, so much sort of feedback. I haven't sort of tweeted anything out mainly just because i haven't got round to it um i know dan tweeted something out at the end of the season but um thanks to everyone who sort of interacted who's you know listened to the pod who's interacted with the pod who's sort of retweeted the pod um you know who's who's you know sort of interacted with us who's just made the season more enjoyable um and uh yeah we you know we enjoy doing this but it's it's not the same without you guys so uh yeah, just a, 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 a sort of dropping in a, a more serious moment to uh, to thank you guys um, for all of that. Um, before we go, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add there. I think we've spoken enough, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, quick one. No, obviously, thank you to everyone, but thank you for you two for keeping the Gaffer community going on your own, really, you know, without you two. God knows how many engaged managers would have, so massive thanks from everyone to you two. And then one last thing, um, I don't know what day this is coming out, but we're recording, what day is it today? Tuesday. Um, game week 39 is this yes. Saturday in Birmingham. Um, so if you look up game week 39 on Twitter, you'll see their Twitter page. If you could do- donate to that, that'd be brilliant. Um, I'll be participating in it as a member of Team North, um, as a goalkeeper, believe it or not. I can't believe it either, but I am. So you can also want to gaff it and pick a team for that day as well. So pick me in goal. I'm only 4 million. 
Yes, um, and I can just say, if you can't go, donate. If you can go, I went last year. I can't go this year, but I went last year. It's a great time. Um, you'll get to meet lots of great people, um, some of whom you might have met before. Some it will be, you know, putting faces to Twitter names and that sort of thing. So, but even if you can't go, donate. It's a great cause. Um, and, yeah, um, that really is everything because we've been talking for a long time. And, uh yeah, see you guys next season. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.